Sunday Night Takedown um, with the Wrestling Fan Insight Sunday Night Takedown. Um, I want to wish everyone a happy Sunday. Hope you guys are all out there having fun today. Um, so this is our second. This is our second. We're here live on um, on Twitter Space. Uh, we're proudly part of the Sage Up Network. A shout out to everybody else that's part of the Sage Up Network. Thank you guys for your continued support. Um, this will let her be. This will let her be on our other. Um, sites as well so i just want to you know thank you all you guys for joining us today i'm going to let some of the people in the room real quick here so while well, we let people get in the room real quick i'm going to just go over the results for um i'm going to go over the results for smackdown and um collision i'm, I'm going to skip i'm going to skip rampage this week so for for smackdown smackdown started off with um john cena la john cena promo with um, when then Roman Reigns came out, and then after that, um, so he came out so Then you had LA Knight come out, John Cena, um, kind of you know put put over LA Knight to be the challenger for Roman instead of himself. They had a backstage segment with Carlito that was in, he was interrupted and attacked by Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. There was a backstage segment with the Bloodline. Roman was just kind of telling Jay that, you know, as long as Cody was telling Jimmy, as long as Cody and Jay have the belts, that they're being disrespected. Um, and then there was a match between Bailey and Selena Vega. Um, the, so Vega was attacked earlier in, with, by um, Bailey, and that led to the match. Triple H had a segment um, where he announced that there was returns of the general managers. He, he then announced um, Adam Pierce would get promoted to the um, general manager of Raw and Nick Aldis was introduced as the new general manager of SmackDown. Um, and then from there, we had uh, a backstage statement with Aldis, and then Charlotte Flair was there, and then Chelsea and Piper Niven, and then Jade made her way with um, with Triple H. And then we had Cody and Jay Uso over Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. After that, we had the um, we had the stare down with Cody and Roman Reigns, which again to me is why you know we why we see Cody and Jay with the tag titles in the first place. And then in the main event, LA Knight defeated Sola Sokoa. Roman Reigns ended the, ended the show with, with a spear to LA Knight. On Collision, it started off with an interview segment with, with Adam Copeland. Christian came out, which then brought out um, Danielson, and then Starks and Big Bill came out, FTR came out. So they all kind of like had a little soiree there. We had Samoa Joe defeat Willie Mack. Um, and then there was a, there was a segment with... Um, CJ Perry, where Action Andretti kind of came out and said that he'd be interested in her services. Uh, JY defeated Christopher Daniels. Then there was a talking segment with the Bullet Club Gold after that. Um, there was a Dustin Rhodes segment where he kind of said he's going to be in the um, Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal. He's looking to win it. He's from Texas. So, of course, every time they're in Austin, Texas, they roll out Dustin Rhodes. Um, Mark Davis defeated Boulder. Um, of the Iron Savages. The, then there was a segment with the acclaimed and Daddy Ass, the House of Ass, and they were challenged by... Um, they're, they're talking about Max's crush with MJF, which I thoroughly enjoy. And then they, they got challenged by Garcia in 2.0, so that trios match has been set up for Battle of the Belts, which will be next Saturday after Collision. And then we had uh, Chris Statlander defeat um, Sky Blue, and then they did a match with... Uh, Mark Davis challenged... Um, Omega for a match next week. And then Mark Davis beat one of the guys from either the guys, I forget the names, Outlanders. And then also we had, um, there was also Keith Lee defeated Turbo Floyd. Oh, that's the guy from there. Um, 
And then, then we also had in the main event, we had Christian Cage with a victory over um, Daniel Bryanson after Ricky Starks interfered in that. And so that's kind of where we're at today. I want to welcome everyone for joining us. Um, we have Tornado in here, Chris, Chris, uh, Christopher, Chris Haas, and then Brian as well. Chris, we want to give you a little spill for... for uh... Pay a little, get a lot, nvstream702.com, the only place you should ever watch anything. Again, welcome everybody. Thanks for joining. So... Um, just really quick, I I found myself wanting to talk about the AEW because I love the brand. But for me, like I gotta give I gotta give kudos to to WWE. I think they really knocked it out of the park um, with the premiere of SmackDown. What are your thoughts about that, Brian? Yeah, welcome everyone. Um, slow news week, right? Like no, oh, no nothing at all going on. No. No. No, nothing no, no, no trade, no edge showing up or somebody showing up somewhere. It's, it's, it's a boring week. No, I'm kidding. Um, but it was a decent week. Um, I thought SmackDown did a really good job. Um, they got back to what I call bookend booking, right? Like they opened with a similar thing that they closed the show with. And the opening was enough to grab me right in the beginning and make me want to kind of push through it and like watch the rest. And I wanted to see where, where it was going to end at. So I thought they did a really good job. Um, if you were going to get a casual audience, you know, you hooked them with John Cena right in the beginning, and then uh, they stayed to see kind of where that all was going. No, I agree. Yeah, for sure. While you're here, what, what was your thoughts about, since you weren't here with us on Tuesday, what were your thoughts about the Tuesday, the Tuesday face-off between NXT and Dynamite? Boy, it got everybody mad, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh the community um you know that was the real matchup right but no i felt like um you know from what i was able to kind of push through and watch both of the shows you know i think they did their best to you know kind of compete with each other on that night i think they knew people were going to be talking about it either way um but man i, I see some uh you know, people that didn't handle the combat so well as far as in the community and a lot of tribalism i think as you call it came out yeah, for me, you know, like I, I was glad, like you know, I was, I, you know, like again, you know, when you're trying to monetize on on X, you got to get so many impressions. And I had a good day on Monday, and so I was kind of like, I was like, you know, what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like dip my toe in a little bit, but I'm like, I'm glad I'm not gonna. I, I, I avoided X on Wednesday because I knew, I mean, I knew what the ratings that came out. I mean, there was no reason when you're gonna roll with the Undertaker and John Cena and all these guys like that. There's no reason that they should have not be in it. They should have not be dynamite. But I just knew it was gonna be toxic, and then of course Tony, you know. Uh, Again, with his you know X fingers now they used to call it Twitter fingers, but now I guess it's called X fingers. Um, he wasn't doing the product any kind of any kind of justice, any any favor. So yeah, definitely. And then of course the controversial uh, you know MJF's the, the whole quarters thing. I, I think that was just bad taste. Um, but it looks like with Collision that they're they're steering away from that, which I think is a good. I think is a smart move. I mean, and that's all you can ask. You know, they they could do something, and I and then I think you know as long as they. Uh, change course on it. I think that you got to give them kudos for that. But yeah, it definitely was a. I don't, you know, I don't. I'm glad. It makes me glad that social media wasn't around during the Attitude Era, you know, because I think if it would have been, would have been, I just like, I, I think we would have just seen fights probably outside of arenas, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's a really good point you're bringing up there. Um, you know, the Attitude Era, we didn't have as much of the ability to connect with other fans as much, and um, so other than you know the basics of the internet and. So that is interesting to see these similar competitions play out when the fans can freely talk and not just talk to their next door neighbor or the kids at school. Right. So I think that is um, a very interesting point to kind of compare and contrast. 
For sure. So, um, so guys, we're gonna just I'm gonna talk about some topics with with WWE first, and then uh, me and Brian can talk. If you guys want to, you know, chime in, definitely raise your hand and let us and let us know. Um, the first thought I want to think of about is is so it looks like we're getting Roman Reigns versus LA Knight for the title at Crown Jewel. Um, I was just kind of curious if you think that's the right move. Yeah, I I don't know if it's the um, I don't think it's a terrible move, and I really think that um, it. I'm going to give the answer of it could be the right move. This really depends on how they utilize it and what the finish is going to be to that. Um, I view that the WWE has done this before so that they should be pretty good about going about booking this. And what I mean by that is we had a similar guy in a very similar situation, maybe over a year ago. And his name was Logan Paul and he got a title shot against Roman and he did not actually look bad in that loss, he looked like a bona fide star. So I think this is the chance for LA Knight to be booked in a similar fashion. And if they do that, they can make this, you know, done correctly where they won't hurt him and they'll just build him up to be kind of among Roman and among these other Cody and these guys. But they got to be careful not to um, hurt his boost. Do you think, do you think he has a chance of winning the title? Um, I do not. Um, I, I don't think the stage for me, I, I really think this all leads to a WrestleMania showdown with Cody. Um, you know, but I, I just think this is kind of the pit stop if you will. And Hey, you know what, let's build another star really quick and see if we can at least get him, you know, to a B plus a minus guy. Go ahead, tornado. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I don't know. I just feel that uh, uh, the obvious is they're going to do L.A. Knight versus Roman at uh, Crown Jewel. I think it's a bad idea because we all know Solo or someone's going to get involved and Roman's going to retain and it's just going to put L.A. Knight's uh, push down. I mean, unless they make him look good, but still taking a loss like that because they've been boosting him. But I feel they could hold off and do someone else to have face room or whatever. And that depends on if the rock, if we would get rock and Roman next year or like, uh, Brian was saying about Cody and Roman next year at WrestleMania. Cause if they have rock coming and they do that, um, I would flat out say you could have Roman save Roman versus, uh, LA Knight at the rumble. And pull off the shocker and have LA Knight beat Roman and then have Roman and Rock or whatever. But then again, that throws out the whole story with Cody. But I don't know which way they can go. But I just don't feel it's the right choice to have LA Knight and Roman at Crown Jewel. That's just my opinion because he's been on a hot streak. Yeah, for myself, like, and I like this out to you guys. I. I so I for me I I want to see John Cena beat him for the title like and to me like I don't to me I don't really care if like if John Cena is like gonna come out and try to say he didn't deserve it to me like you were given this you were given this this opportunity on Golden Platter to have John Cena come back I think if John Cena wouldn't have gone to Hollywood I think that I think that he would be right now the seventeen or eight, even eighteen time world champion um, and to me like I I just feel like they were given this opportunity um, with to get John Cena back I. I want I, I, I want to see John Cena versus Roman Reigns and have John Cena take the title off him. And then you can always have Cody go defeat John Cena. That's that's just my two cents on the issue. 
Um, do you have anything else to say about that, Brian or Tony or Tony? Um, sorry. Oh, my bad. Uh, uh, no, I was just going to throw out there. You make a good point about John Cena. Like he sticks around, but isn't he supposed to like kind of like go away again soon? And and I get that. And that's the thing too. They don't they don't know. Like again, he's because he if, as soon as the strike ends, he's gone. But at the same time, like I feel like I for myself, I feel like John Cena's earned enough credit with us as fans. Like even if if he won the title for the seventeenth time, even if he if the strike ended tomorrow, and he had to drop it on SmackDown. I wouldn't care. Just to me, like I I I personally, I I actually maybe I I want to see him get that seventeenth title reign. I think he's earned it. To me, like I I. I agree. I think that John Cena is the greatest of all time just because he had to carry the business in a really, really tough time, like a PG era. The business thrived with him. Um, the fact that he, you know, just I to me, I I I he's my go. I mean, and that's you know, I think and that's just my personal opinion. Um, but I to me, like I wanna see him I wanna see him be the seventeen time world champion. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And uh I wouldn't mind seeing him stick around, like you said. You have them at WrestleMania, maybe, and then Cody. But they keep teasing it, like pushing it and pushing it for Cody, because Cody had like a little face off when they all came out Friday night on SmackDown and this and that. So, I mean, if you did John Cena and Cena was the one to beat Roman at WrestleMania, because that would give him his record, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so, like, why doesn't Cody don't... They only did a trade for KO on SmackDown. Keep Cody on Raw and freaking have him go after the world title. You know what I mean? On Raw. That's just my opinion. If, if you had someone else in, in that uh, spot or whatever to face Roman. But one way or another, I don't care who faces Roman. It has to be so incredible and all that. And they have Roman walks out WrestleMania next year, still champion. That's just a total waste. That just shows they're going to freaking drag it out to later next next year. And two, the whole GM thing. I find it funny how all of a sudden WWE's bringing back the whole GM thing. And when you watched that Triple H announce, Nick Ellis, he come through the. Um, I guess about announce table where that little opening was. Obviously, we didn't see him until they showed him. I thought that was kind of like, kind of not what played well or whatever. When they had him come out, he should have just came out down from the ramp or whatever. I mean, do you think that it's going to be good now? We got two separate GMs running each show, and then maybe they'll kind of go head to head, like during pay per views or premium live events. Um, I, I personally, so let's look at another topic. Uh, so before we, so, um, Chris, go ahead and speak. I don't, go ahead, Chris, you got your hand up. Go ahead and talk. And then no, other, other Chris. Okay. Yeah. Chris. Yeah. You're good. Go ahead, Christopher. So basically, um, LA Knight and Roman, they might have their match at Crown Jewel and probably, you know, Roman's going to re retain there. And then, Probably they're going to have Cody Rhodes finish his story, but I don't know how the thing is going to go out as. I really don't know. So, and then the ding with um the 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 diamond ring, we'll see what happens with that. You know, with MGF's diamond ring, but uh, I don't know because MGF has been doing really good work. You know, 
you know what I'm saying, as a champion, even though he hasn't defended that much, but you know what I'm saying. But anyways, what else is going on? Um, so, yeah, and then Collision last night, the main event was really good. I liked that with Brian Danielson and Christian, which was a great match for the TNT Championship. And then Sky Blue, Francis Chris Atlanta was a little fun match for the women, you know, and then I like the Samoa Joe fences, Willie Mack, a little fun match as well. So that's all I have to say. Well, we appreciate you joining us today. Um, so Chris, uh, Brian, do you have any other thoughts about John, about the LA night thing Then we can move on to the whole general manager's topic? Yeah, definitely. Um, real quick with the John Cena, I do think you guys are bringing up a really interesting point is using Cena as a crown jewel, right? That's the, uh, premium pricing that they are paying for overseas. And, uh, I do think that matchup would have definitely given them the buzz that they like to see. Um, it would have been interesting to maybe see even John not able to finish the match and LA Knight maybe come in to finish it for him on his behalf, right? So that way it's not a full match, but yet there's a little controversy and a reason for Roman to still win. Um, so that was the only other thought that I had on that, but I think you guys got a good dialogue there. Um, and anybody else have anything before we move ahead to our next topic? Yeah, I'll be contrarian, Chris, as normal, and say that uh, uh, I, I'm. I'm uh, first off, the the unspoken thing about crown crown jewel is the Saudi blood money. But since we haven't talked on that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll uh, not make it about that. Um, but I, I think it's worth at least mentioning um, as a. And, and so then I'll with that negative out of the way. Focus on the positive. We got uh, Rock back, Cena back. I'm pro uh, Rock taking the belt off uh, Roman at uh, WrestleMania. It's got the whole head of the table match. I don't know how much. I mean, it did it, it, to me it, it, taking the belt off uh, Roman pre WrestleMania. Like, it, it's not that I'm being an apologist for Roman's reign. Reigns uh, the. Um, the thing is, is I just think that WrestleMania is the appropriate venue uh, to uh, end a title reign of that length. Um, so if the most over person that you've got in the company uh, is uh, The Rock, uh, I'll, I, I'll take him. And also, just as a person of color, uh, most of the people that have promoted been promoted by uh, Vince as the top guy are not people of color. Um, so, uh, oh, Carlos, I, I can always disagree with you. Uh, no, 17. I know 16 is not the real Ric Flair number, uh, but it's promoted as the real Ric Flair number. Um, so, yeah, yeah no, we're, we're, we're agreeing. So, so, so the, 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 the way the casual fan understands 16 to be the, the, the number, even though the real number is higher. Um, uh, we'll call her Charlotte rather than his daughter, Ashley. Um, but his real daughter, uh, should get a 17th, uh, women's, uh, title, uh, before we talk about any, uh, males in my mind, uh, getting a 17th, uh, run. So respectfully disagree with, uh, you know, contrarian Chris being my normal contrarian self. <laughs> well, and too, like to, to counter what you just said, I think like, so I think now what, what 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 brings this into topic? So does so does Roman Reigns reign even matter? Where if, if you're elevating the women's if you're elevating the women's championships like the men's, then nobody's ever going to be Mula. So why are we even doing this? Right, right. But I'm not talking about length. I'm talking about number. And yeah. So I'm talking about if 16 is the number that the casual fan understands. 
I don't want anyone to break the number 16 until they give it to Charlotte Flair because his real life daughter, I mean, they've acknowledged it on the screen. He's not with the company anymore, but you, you have him come out and congratulate his daughter for her 17th uh, uh, title win. Or, I mean, not, not win, but t- title uh, change. So that, 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 that's how I see the number 17. Other people can see it differently. Um, but I, I'd, I'd like to give a little bit of a rub to the women. Um, I don't know exactly when you time Charlotte's uh, uh, 17th uh, title reign. Um, but, you know, you, you could conceivably uh, do that to close night one of WrestleMania to give the women an equal uh, main stage if you're going to keep them on night one. Or you could do it the, the other way around. You could have the Sunday show be closed by women and the Saturday show closed by Roman and Rock. But the, the, those are my thoughts. Fair enough. And again, I think, and I, and again, I think what you bring up is a good point. I think once, once it's going to be a big point because I do think Charlotte is going to eventually hold that record. And and uh, and again, so it's a big you do make a good point about the fact that once it's going to be a mute point when Charlotte gets there. So yeah. I think that's fair. Um, so to the next, yeah, no problem. So the next topic guys, is we saw on, on SmackDown, we saw the return of the general managers. Um, so again, so we got Adam Pierce getting a promotion to be this raw general manager. And then we saw Nick all this get, get introduced as the new general manager of SmackDown. Um, just overall thoughts about that. And then my question for you guys as well, as far as this topic goes is, do you think this could have been a, uh, jab at Tony Khan, like you know, like maybe he needs to have more thirty figures in his, and maybe he needs to have a thirty figures on his program. Maybe he needs to, you know, maybe he needs to like let other people, you know, have creative control instead of hand to Sam. I'm just kind of, I'm kind of curious, you guys, if you're excited. I, I personally, I, I like, I think it just fits to have an authority figure with wrestling. I, I like, the, I like having general managers. I, I think they have a lot to add to storylines, especially when you have like an evil general manager like an Eric Bischoff, something like that. You know, I think that they can add a lot to storylines. I think, especially when you're having two shows, I just think it makes sense to have, to have different people in charge. I'm all, I'm, I, I, I'm all, I'm pro general managers. I, and I also think it gives other people who, um, who, you know, like maybe they don't have a role right now, you know, it's to give them a, a different, you know, give someone who maybe can't wrestle, see them, to see them, actually give Adam Pierce an actual on, on TV role. I think he's been, I think, you know, what Triple H said in his promo was really good. I think he has done a lot for the company. I think he's done a lot for storylines. And so I'm glad to see him actually get that title. Um, and I'm glad to see them. Yeah. I'm glad to see them utilizing Nick Aldis. You know, I, I'm a big Nick Aldis fan. Um, I love the guy. Um, and I, I, again, I wish, I wish he would have got, I wish he would have got the intro, but again, for me, I wonder if they were short on time and this, so they just had him do that. Um, cause we all know when Roman's there, he's going to usually get run over time. Um, Brian, what are your thoughts about the general about, do you think it might be a slight, it might be a jab at Tony Khan? Yeah. Um, for that question, no, I don't think it was, um, just because I don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. They have their jabs, but I don't think WWE, you know, worries about them on that level to that point. Um, even though they do worry about them. Um, I do think that having general managers, I'm like you, Carlos, I am definitely in favor of that. This is about WWE looking structured again, right? Um, we haven't had two general managers in a while. We um, have had this kind of, you know, Adam Pierce making trades with himself, <laughs> right? And uh, kind of running both. Yeah, exactly. And it just seemed a little silly, right? Especially when you want to have trades, and then you want to have drafts and all this other stuff. So I think it's about structure. 
I also, um, there's one thing I didn't like about Triple H's pr- uh, promo on this change, though. Just one little thing, and I might be nitpicking. I didn't like that he called it a promotion to Raw General Manager. Um, for me, if I'm a network and I'm wanting to pay for the rights of SmackDown, well, you just told me that that's not your best you got. You know, so I think, you know, we he could have taken the route of, Hey, we're going to, you've been overworking yourself. We're going to, you know, kind of help you out and get you some work-life balance. I think he could have went that route. Um, but to say, oh, well, you're getting a promotion. You're going to be overall. My opinion, SmackDown's the better show anyway. That's where Roman is. That's where your champion has been featured for so long. We're building up a credible champion on Raw still. Um, so I just, that's the one part. And again, I'm probably nitpicking, but that was the one thing I didn't like about Triple H's promo. But I am a fan of the structure that they are laying out. Or some everyone else's thought. I don't think I just really quick to to to. I don't like I, I don't think I don't think that that was a slide at SmackDown. I just think it was a slide of the fact that he never had the official title of general manager, so he's just getting promoted to a general. Manager. He was just a like backstage authority figure, but he was never actually given the title. So I don't, I don't think him being promoted to Raw was a slight, was a jab at SmackDown. I think it was just a promotion in general of a, of a bigger, more prestigious title. Yeah, that makes sense. Go ahead, Tornado. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the general manager thing, like you said, and what I was saying earlier, yeah, they haven't done it for a little while. And then now we got these separate GMs. And it makes it a little bit more intriguing because, like, you got Survivor Series coming up. So they depend on what their plans are for that. Like I was saying, the premium live events or whatever, they could have the two GMs kind of seeing, oh, my show's going to be better. They And then the whole authority thing or whatever, it makes better, like, stories or whatever. And then you mentioned about Collision. Uh, about having an authority like GM or something. I mentioned this like a couple days ago on someone's space or whatever. We started talking about it and they were saying about different people that could be doing it or whatever. I would even sit there and say someone if basically like you have someone on collision as a GM and wh- whether they call it GM or not, that it's not going to take no crap from no one and it's not going to be like a heel type of GM, but like someone that's going to make matches for the fans or whatever to make them happy. But at the same time, they could do like, you know, the typical either backstage or little promo out in the freaking ring making matches and this and that. It'd be something something more intriguing for AEW, I guess, best I could say. I don't know if you do separate, like a GM running collision and then one running dynamite or whatever, but like it'd be another way to keep Tony Khan off TV, basically have someone doing the uh, decisions or whatever. You know what I mean? It would just give AEW something different. They really need to start mixing up, doing something to get the viewers back. And then also they need to start promoting their damn shows a little bit better uh, than the cities are in. Cause the one that they got coming up for me, from what I understand and what I saw, People are saying they're not advertising enough. Like some people are like, oh, I don't now know and they're coming to town or whatever. So I don't know. AEW's got a lot of stuff to work on or whatever. But the GM thing, I think, would be good for them too. I just think funny about the timing though. I do. And again, I, I, 
I mean, I, I respect, like, I mean, I, maybe it wasn't a jab, but again, I wouldn't be shocked if it wasn't a little slighted thing, like, hey, maybe you should give this a try, you know? But again, I just think um, it's really good for this. And then, um, and I just think, again, I, I like that 30 figures, and I think it's just going back to more construction for WWE and showing fans, hey, you know, and again, this is something else we can talk about now that Vince is gone, hopefully forever. You know, I think this is just a good, it's a good sign of, you know, what fans can expect from WWE going forward. You know, I think that it's building the trust back with the fans and them know that we're not going to just drop a storyline that, you know, if something's going on, it's not going to mysteriously disappear. It's just giving fans more faith in the product. And I do think that's something that AEW could greatly work on, you know, just giving the fans, you know, because I mean, I was joking with Brian yesterday when we were, when we were doing this, you know, like on our in our in the, in the group in our DMs. I'm like, we'll talk about you know about Ring of Honor collision. I mean, AEW collision. You know, because that's to me besides the main event, just like a Ring of Honor card. You know, um, and again, it's just like which one. You know, what is it going to be consistent or not? You know, are we getting Ring of Honor? Or are you not doing this? Why? You know, it's like, and again, for me, I'm rooting for the product. You know, I want to see. I want. I don't want to see collision go away. And I felt like besides the main event yesterday, I, I felt like that wasn't a card where. I felt like I really need to watch it. Go ahead, uh, Christopher. Well, I think the GM thing is pretty, you know what I'm saying, a good thing because I never went back in 2016 when we had the Brian Danielson thing with Shane McMahon and Stephanie with Mick Foley at the time. I thought it was good back in 2016 and that whole thing with them, you know what I'm saying, the info, you know what I'm saying, the info and stuff with Raw uh, and SmackDown, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that, and fading and stuff, but that's just my opinion. I like the fading storyline during Survivor Series, but that's just my opinion on that. And my thing, too, I'm hoping to see with this now, too, is I hope, like, again, like, to, to me, that's why, you know, when, like, when I first was making the, the case about, you know, Cody Rhodes, about the reason they won the tag titles is because now he can show up on SmackDown, and people are like, well, he was just on SmackDown last week anyways. I'm like, yeah, but they were promoting a premium live event. So I think you got to take that into account. So I'm hoping now with the, with the general managers, too, that, that just means we're going to, you know, we're going to have better storylines. And if someone is on, on Raw or SmackDown, there's going to be a reason why. Again, so I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to give, I think it's going to give um, the whole storylines a lot better, just a lot better flow and things like that. So I guess my next question to you guys would be is, um, what do you guys hope to see out of WWE now that Vince McMahon's gone? And that and it kind of inside to the general managers too. What are you looking what are you looking to see from the product now that we're getting like the, the GMs back and getting more of a steady flow? Yeah, I'll start out. Um I'm gonna use one word, opportunity. You wanna start, Brian? Yeah, I'm gonna say opportunity is the one word to describe what I would like to see. Can you guys hear me? Uh, yeah, we can hear you. Um so for me. Opportunity is going to be the thing that I think we get back to giving opportunity to the younger stars, giving opportunity for guys to go to the next level. So um, I do think that, you know, sometimes we do get stuck in the past a little bit and, you know, Vince, you know, credit to him, he goes to what works, but I do think we'll get guys like, you know, the Tommaso Ciampa and those kind of people that start to move up and then they get a little. So I think we are going to see a little bit more opportunity like we're seeing with LA Knight. And that's what I would like to see without uh, Vince around. And you uh, Eric Carlos? I can hear you now. I couldn't hear before. So what did you say? I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. I just got it. I, I, I lost my hearing for a second. Oh, uh, just a quick recap. It was just can you guys hear me now or no? To younger guys. So we can hear you, Carlos. Um, 
what are some other thoughts? Uh, Chris, what kind of stuff would you like to see? Yeah, uh, so Chris and Christopher, I'll go uh, unless you need to, Christopher. But yeah, so I, I'm largely now. Now I'll be contrarian, Chris, contrarian Chris, and say that uh, I agree that uh, as long as you, can you guys hear spend, me, you know, spend too much time. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Yeah, like I obviously I don't want the whole show. It's a wrestling show, so show wrestling. Um, but if you're using Nick Aldis as a person to give some structure, Brian's word. Uh, to you know why matches are ma being made and things like that. That's a positive to the casual WWE audience that doesn't know what he did in the uh, NWA. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know exactly how it's going to turn out, but I'm optimistic. I like that. And uh, let's go, Christopher. You had your hand up. Um, I think that storylines will get better with Triple H, and like you were saying, like you get like Organos and Champas, and De probably Dex or Loomis. I don't know what's going on with Dex or, but stories like that, Indy Hartwell, Kenneth LeRae, and stuff like that. But we'll see what time tells, you know, and how this goes on and forth and forward and stuff. So that's what I have to say on that one. Definitely, thank you for that point, um, Carlos. Did you have any thoughts on what you'd like to see without Vince? If you're able to hear us. Okay. Well, let me actually uh, bring up another topic here with um, Kevin. Let's talk a little bit about some of the trades that can happen. And Kevin Owens coming over to Friday night. Um, my initial thought, and I'll let you guys play off of this, is I think it's uh, a way to get him over to SmackDown. So they can have that war games match I've been predicting at Survivor Series. I think there is going to be a bloodline versus a team anti-bloodline. And um, so I think that's kind of what this was really going to do. I also think it was a smart move to get him away from Sammy a little bit. Um, because if you know they're obviously not going to do anything with him as a team, then I think it might have been smart to do that just to create a little separation. Um, I'll get your guys' thoughts. Uh, yeah. I I agree with you about the separation between KO and Sammy, but I I know uh, Friday earlier in the day, uh, Sammy blacked out his profile, and people were like trying to figure out like what's that about, and then people were saying Sammy's going to SmackDown, and this and that because all speculation about Triple H's announcement and it ended up being the GM thing, and then about KO getting drafted or not drafted traded to. SmackDown, and I had brought that up earlier before SmackDown. I said, because everybody was like, oh, Sammy and KO ride together, so KO will probably be there, but what is he going to be doing there or whatever? I was like, well, they could be, if they wanted to keep it a secret, they could have hid KO, and sure enough, he was announced, and I mentioned that before uh, SmackDown, and sure enough, it happened, because you put Sammy back on SmackDown, that's just going to revolve around more of the bloodline stuff. And when it comes to this whole war games thing, whenever they decide to announce it, um, has it always been just two teams, or can they possibly do three teams? Uh, it has always been two teams in the past. Um, that would be an intriguing... Can you guys hear me now? On it. Yes, we can. Well, well okay, come through, Carlos. The reason why I say three teams, you could have the bloodline. We already seen bloodline last year versus I don't know whoever the hell was involved. Yeah, in it. Uh, 
uh, Bloodline, Judgment Day, and then like Cody and Sammy and Jey Uso, and then whoever else. You know what I mean? They could do the three teams and make it like really a big board of games. If they really want to. They want to go that route because obviously they're going to try to protect Roman after Crown Jewel. He won't defend the title after that. If they don't, if they do a freaking war games at Survivor Series, you know what I mean? That'll stretch Furman's non freaking title defenses like he's been doing anyway. You know what I mean? So it's just an idea to do three teams. I mean, you got all this intriguing stuff that happened last, not this Friday, but Friday before, leading to Fastlane with Paul Heyman and Ray Ripley talking. So Judgment Day could, you know what I mean? It'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. Just I like you. where you're going. You're you're making a meal and you're adding a little seasoning to a recipe that works. Um, I like the idea of a triple threat war games, right? And again, we're fantasy booking for fun as fans. That's what we do, right? Um, and judgment, can you guys hear me at all? Yes, we can. Yes. Judgment Day being added into that mix would add a little intrigue to that thought. So I think that is fun just to kind of fantasy book and think about. Um, any other thoughts on maybe the Survivor Series? Possible war games. Uh, go ahead, Christopher. Um, um, basically, they'll probably do something with the Judgment Day or Kevin Owens or something. I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, point on. Um, I definitely can see them interweaving that into it because you know they do have the Money in the Bank briefcase kind of hanging there that they can just use any minute. I know they're gearing it towards a piece, but you know, they could just kind of play into that. So I do think um, they're doing some interesting work right now. They definitely, you know, they're planting those seeds for WrestleMania. And this is usually the time of year when they start doing that with downs and all these other kind of things. So, you know, very good dialogue here. So in um, that being said, I know Carlos, if you're still able to hear us, um, I know we wanted to talk a little bit about collision and AEW and a little bit about like, what could they do to get back on track or are they doing that with the ring of honor brand being integrated in collision? So I kind of want to get everybody's thoughts on that. Um, my initial thought, you know, I like the idea and I think the ring of honor brand, um, while it's a little bit weaker brand compared to AEW, I do think that ring of honor could be elevated to, you know, give the illusion of a true brand split. And I think they're slowly creeping into that idea. Um, what could we do to take that and make the AEW brand split a little more realistic? Um, and I'll open that up to anybody. <clears throat> um, I, I, it's funny you bring up about Ring of Honor. Uh, some people, we were talking about that in the past week or so. Uh, they haven't really done. They have, I mean, AEW guys like the Young Bucks and um, Adam Page as trios champions. They need to like integrate like a Ring of Honor show like within itself. But I guess supposedly it's on Honor Club and people. We were saying like, what about just putting it on YouTube or whatever, or some kind of TV program or something like that, and. He needs to, like, get it back to, like, the old Ring of Honor, like, as its own brand, but you can still integrate some AEW guys on there. Guys they don't use on Dynamite, 
and stuff and collision maybe like have it within its own brand and do more shows even though they do the pay-per-views or whatever but i don't know I, it just seems like random honor they haven't he just got it mainly for the brand and stuff for the library yeah I, and I, I agree with you. I think they did grab Ring of Honor for the brand, for the library, more or less. Um, I think that plays into a deal that he, you know he's trying to finalize with Time Warner or somebody to buy all this library of stuff. And I know he said he was going to treat those as separate brands. And um, But I just think when it comes to no um, streaming service is going to say no if you have a lot of content to give them. And um, uh, somebody that works in a little bit of entertainment. It's a friend of mine. They said that if you can have stuff already created, like a cartoon show or anything, and you have full seasons, the Netflix and those kind of companies just gobble it up because they can't get enough. So it's so competitive. So I personally do believe the ring of honor was about trying to secure a deal in addition to the AW content. So I agree with you. Well, that's why we were saying, uh, the people that I was in the one space, like I said, in the past week, you could put Doreen Runner show on YouTube because they, they had, yeah, AEW Dark and Dark Elevation on there. But you could still make money off of YouTube, like ad revenue and this and that. And then you have your pay reviews on maybe a discounted price on their honor club, but you, then you still do the uh, more price on pay per view or whatever, but like have your Ring of Honor show, like where more eyes besides paying for Honor Club. I guess because someone said that's what Raider Honor is on. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The Honor Club. I know they were doing that. I know it was already established, and so they were kind of trying to just kind of keep it yeah. going. And I think that's just more of a revenue piece. Um, so, which I mean, I don't know if anybody here does, but I there's so much wrestling content that that's definitely not a subscription I'm looking to buy. But if it was on an HBO yeah. Max, you know, I would turn it on. You know, just to turn it on, right. But, you made a good you made a good point, HBO Max. Hopefully Tony Khan can work some kind of damn deal out. And there you go. Cause then they could put the past library from Dynamite and all that. And then I guess maybe include if he decides to go that way, the past pay per views for AEW. Um, kinda like, you know, like WWE Network or whatever. It'd be like the same thing like in the US, how WWE sold their product for like to have on Peacock. Be the same thing for Tony Khan. It'd probably be a mega deal if he can get on HBO Max. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, he needs to, like, really, I don't know, maybe he's in the works of it. And when it gets closer, he might announce it. I mean, we know he likes to make these big announcements <laughs> and play it off to something. But there's also his working relationship with uh, the Mexican company I saw him post or whatever. C-M-L-L or X-L or whatever it's called. So it looks like he's cooking up some stuff. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that um, Time Warner is the obvious you know date to take the prom, right? I just think right now we've got two kids that uh, neither of them wants to commit to asking the other one out. I think there's a lot of flirting going on. Um, we've seen, we've seen <laughs> other AEW stuff, right? We've seen uh, the, 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 the Cody Rhodes reality show, right? We've seen... Um, AEW All Access currently on HBO Max, which is a great little fun show to watch. So, you know, they test each other out. I think they kind of try to see who likes who, keeping with the analogy. 
Um, but I think there's the commitment piece, and I think that's what they're kind of working out. I do know that HBO Max recently has just started offering a partner package for um, some pro sports events. So they've had some soccer and baseball on there. And so I think they're testing the waters of getting into the sports and sports entertainment market. I think they didn't know they got to do something like that. So um, I think they're trying to figure out whether it's a full-on buying of the library or maybe it's a an add-on to HBO Max, right? Like maybe for an extra five bucks a month, you can watch all this AEW stuff. So I think that's what they're doing, in my opinion. Yeah, that would, I mean, that would be good too. I mean, he, I don't know. Hopefully, we'll just have to wait and see. But I think it'd be a good thing because if he's keeping Time Warner happy with the, even though the rain's been down on the weekly shows, obviously, some people say that when the deal's up with Time Warner, uh, they might boot AEW off or whatever. I don't see that happen. Unless the ratings get really bad, but it seems like they're making he's making them pretty happy. So I think it is definitely a good relationship. I think they're just getting to the finalization. Uh, Chris Christopher, let me go to you because um, I see your hand up as well. The thing is, um, basically, with uh, Ring of Honor, like Tornado was saying, yeah, put it on YouTube, like MLW, which MLW has their little thing on a. Uh, Thursdays, but sometimes they have reruns or, you know, they have season off or whatever you call it. But basically, that would be good to get more people to watch it. But that's just my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Put it on YouTube or some cable channels or TV deal or whatever. But it is what it is. It's on Honor Club. And I think it's okay. It's like Rampage to me, in my opinion. Ring, Ring of Honor is just like Rampage, but that's just my opinion. But anyways, um. The other thing that he was saying, too, with Max, I think that would be a great thing because then it wouldn't be as so expensive for people to pay the pay view instead of paying like 50 bucks all the time. At least they'd be paying only like 12 bucks a month for, you know, service or whatever. You know what I'm saying? For the streaming service. So that's just my thoughts on that Max situation with AEW. I think it would be a great idea. So. That's just my opinion. Yeah, no, thank you guys both for that. Um, so that's kind of uh, kind of circling back. You know, we know we want to go with a streaming service. You know, what kind of talent-wise do you guys think would help elevate the Ring of Honor brand to, you know, create the brand split in AEW? And do you guys think, or are they already doing that with like Daniel Bryan and things like that? So let me open that up. I think I think nasty has. Yep, go ahead. Nasty Leroy, run the floor. Yeah, I didn't know we were doing a hand up thing, so I just put my no, hand. No, no, you're good. Brian will kind of be the speaking host, and if anybody has a mic request, I'll approve it. Uh, since we might be flying the plane without Carlos. Go ahead, Leroy. All right, so uh, yeah, the, uh, I think I think and I've said this before. I said to get into it happens. Ring of Honor can still be on Honor Club, but they also could be on YouTube. And I think with them being on YouTube will be cool. But it's the thing the thing about the YouTube situation, I don't think that's gonna solve all their problems. I think that's just the you know, they they you know, AEW and 
AEW, uh, Ring of Honor, both of them, they don't have a problem with promoting it. That's what I learned about them. They don't have a problem with promoting all their stuff because what I realized is, you know, MLW does it too. Just And then they'll start getting on their stuff. Most promotions don't promote their stuff a lot. They promote it, but not a lot of the times. So the promotion is not the issue. I just think they have to have a... Uh, if you go to mid-sized venues, not small venues, but middle middle-sized venues, uh, maybe like like you know, uh, concert halls and and ballrooms and stuff like that, and which is you know, and in like small like venues that you could take wrestling at, like like a center stage, like in Atlanta, uh, and I I personally will I personally will run the headquarters like they was doing in Orlando. I personally would have their hub be in Atlanta. Um have it have it be in the center stage because it's a good wrestling T V venue for for you know for for that for that particular brand. And you know uh it's never supposed to be in big arenas because Ring of Runner's not a big arena kind of promotion. Uh it's just not. I know like every and I know like I know like the indoctrination of uh, people learning that because for many years, Derby has taught us like every wrestling promotion has to have a big arena. Every promotion has to have, you know, or produce stuff and have what, what Derby has. But that's what makes, you know, uh, the stuff different about different promotions. The best thing about Ring of Honor is they ran in like the Hammerstein ballrooms. They ran in the in the like the in these um in these mid sized venues that was good that can pack out at least maybe like two thousand close or I would say five like five hundred maybe even five thousand uh venues and that was the that was the uh I don't know what I said electricity but that's what brought people to Ring of Honor. Because you go to these mid-sized venues, and even you know some some be smaller, but mainly mid-sized venues is your thing because the crowd sounds better. It sounds more authentic, and it just it just hits different. Like I always say, people like AEW can run their venues how they want to. I was hearing somebody like maybe on one of the Discord or or spaces that saying that they do the AEW needs to go to mid-sized venues, but, like, if they want to run, like, arena's cool, um, they can, but, like, Ring of Honor's not an arena kind of kind of thing, it's not an arena kind of place, it's like, you go to the ballrooms, you go to the center stages, you go to those venues that you can hear the crowd, like, the crowd is obviously in there, they're doing there, and then as far as the roster, all you really need to have is, like, one or two people that's been there before, or been there, been in the Ring of Honor, or the long staying Ring of Honor. Uh, most of the time, because most of the time you're introducing like you, people know, people know like the you know, the veterans of Ring of Honor, but you're also having the new guys. You're also having the the infantry, <coughs> um, the infantry, the uh, the uh, Iron Savages. The um uh and then I would say as far as the new people, the new people would be Billy Starks, 
uh, the Renegade Twins, uh, Sky Blue, uh, was it, uh, uh, uh well, I can't say a name, not, not Frost, or something Frost, but, uh, have heard the Ice Chick, you know, Frost, have, have these people who are new to the brand of Ring of Honor, and then intermingling with the OGs, which, the people don't know is, like, the OG would be, uh, Athena and stuff, so, yeah, so, uh, you know, Christopher Daniels, you know, people like that, Rocky Romero, you know, people like that. So, I always think that's the thing. So, should be the thing. Yeah, Leroy, I, uh, I agree with that. And, you know, the thing that comes to mind for me with this is um, not comparing it to ECW, right, as far as the hardcore element. But comparing it to ECW as that small indie, you know, known brand that is becoming a little bit of something. And, you know... I remember when they did ECW on WWE, right? You did have the ECW originals there. And I think you could have your ring of honor originals. However, um, we don't want to see vampires and zombies and that kind of thing just because of the sci-fi channel. So as long as we keep uh, collision and ring of honor away from the sci-fi channel, I think we'll be okay for those of you guys that remember that. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I remember that. that was awesome. <laughs> I remember I turned on my TV and I was like, what is going on? I mean, that was rough for me, but I still tried to like it because I liked ECW, but um, it was tough. But ultimately, um, you know, that's just kind of the, some of the ideas that, you know, we could see is, you know, you do have your Daniel Bryans and um, like Leroy mentioned, your Christopher Daniels and those kind of guys that could be the guys for them. Um, I do like the fact that Collision does, you know, bring in some local talent. So it blends in a little bit of that AEW dark element into it. Um, and I think that's just a very old school vibe gives me kind of the Nate, the superstars eighties vibe a little bit, just to help build up some of their current talent. So I think it could be a very nice, good blend if done correctly. Um, was there any other thoughts? We have one more topic that Carlos messaged me with. Um, he was uh, able to message me about, I can go to that, but I wanted to wrap up any of the ring of honor talk with any of you guys. Um, yeah. Uh, nasty brought a point about like the smaller venues that like how Ring of Honor did. It does give it that vibe because I've been to two like before Tony Khan had the Sinclair Ring of Honor down in Oklahoma City. They use smaller places and like the crowd like or the crowd they what they sell and stuff back when I'm talking like when Cody and Young Bucks and them were Ring of Honor and other Ring of Honor OGs like Nasty said. Uh if they decide to go that way, doing like more events, uh, I don't know about like certain cities, but like here near me, Wichita, we have a music hall. It's the acoustics is like really good and they got their own sound system and they got like a little stage already. And I can't remember how many seats they could fill because they also had like it's like it's like it looks like a big dome almost, it's a round building and it's pretty cool because this one guy from Oklahoma is running shows there. And he would bring in former WWE, like uh, Jake Hager and MVP, MVP went to WWE, and this and that. So Ring of Honor, if they decided to do that, I would like to see them come there. But it's like mentioned before about AEW and basically about uh, advertising and stuff. Because, like I said, this one place, it's a pretty cool place. And they decided to do that. That would be pretty neat, besides other cities having different buildings 
that's small and all because it gives more fans, like, you could actually hear them if they're, like, a rowdy crowd or whatever, like how Rain of Honor used to be. But that's just my my thoughts. No, again, thank you for bringing those, Tornado. I appreciate that. Um, Christopher, I think I seen your hand up if you want to give a th- another final thought. Oh, basically, I, I freaking nasty Leroy had a really good ideas right there, talking about Christopher Daniels, Rocky Romero, all of that situation, you know, Sky Blue, Willow Nightingale, DeMonte, you know, really good thoughts, you know, and that's that's what I think about that Ring of Honor situation too, you know. Just I think it's good, but it's just it's an okay show, just like Rampage is, like I was just saying, you know. And um, we'll see where it goes. But I I, I enjoy Ring of Honor, even though it's all right. But I like the pay per views though. I like the pay per views that they had with the Death Before Dishonor and the one that they had this year, um, Supercard of Honor as well, and. I just think great things will happen, but that's just my opinion because I like hardcore wrestling. I like MLW. I like Impact. I like Ring of Honor and so on, other promotions out there that are small, but that's just me. And I like WWE too. I like all promotions, but that's just my thoughts on that. Definitely. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I think that's one of the cool things about wrestling. I tell everybody, you know, if uh, you look at like comic books and the superhero movies, right? People can like Batman and Spider-Man. They're two different companies. And you can find which of these wrestlers that you, I, you know, you are drawn in by. And you can like different wrestlers in different companies. So I just always compare it to, you know, you don't have to be on team, one team like WWE and another team AEW. Um, for a final topic, I wanted to get uh, Carlos's final topic here that I wanted to get to us was thoughts. Uh, we're going to kind of do our book in booking here. We started talking about the opening of SmackDown with Cody and Roman and everybody. So just to kind of give a final topic and a book and feel, um, Cody Rhodes, Carlos was wanting to know, is it possible they could turn Cody heel by making him responsible for the breakup of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? And this could be a long-term booking thing, maybe not a right now thing, but maybe this is a reason to find out that he broke up a really good friendship. And um, my initial thought, um, you know, I don't think Sammy and Kevin ever need a, uh, you know, a reason to start fighting with each other. They seem to have an on again, off again friendship, much like Kane and the Undertaker's brotherhood, uh, where they just were fighting and then get together and fighting together. So that's kind of my initial take, but I don't think it's, uh, maybe a long, I do think it could be a long-term booking thing that maybe they look at a post mania type story. Um, I want to open it up and give everybody else's thoughts on that. Um, about Cody turning, yeah, even if basically what you're saying, yeah, uh, what Carlos was wondering is if he was they could be planting seeds of Cody possibly turning heel down the line by being responsible for the breakup of Sammy and Kevin. Well, I kind of understand where that comes from, but with the KO getting trade or traded to SmackDown, that's a way of kind of separating that. No matter because of that reason or whatever, for, for them to turn Cody heel, I don't think that would be a good idea, especially anytime soon. Because how much fan base he has, he turn him heel, then you're going to stop trying to sell the merchandise. Unless you get him to be a heel to where people are going to still cheer, kind of like they do Roman at times or whatever, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because 
business wise, it'd be like all the years everybody said turn John Cena heel. Cody's on that level for a fan base. Everybody loves him in WWE, the fans. Now, granted, AEW, when he was there, they were getting sick and tired of him, kind of like Roman years back or whatever, then pushing him, pushing Roman as a like face or whatever when he was the big dog and after the Shield stuff. But no, I don't think it would be a good idea to turn Cody heel no matter what. That's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I'm um, I'm with you on that. Um, I think right now, I like your reference to the John Cena, right? Because I think the WWE for a long time was looking for their new face of their franchise and their brand, right? Um, if you guys remember back, oh, four years ago, maybe, maybe more now, you know, they wanted it to be Roman. They really, really did. And they tried to get The Rock to get him over. And then they tried to get Vince McMahon to get him over. And, you know, they tried to, then they realized he just, it was Paul Heyman in a heel turn that got him over. And I think they've now realized that Roman right now is more of a triple H heel, meaning that he's just such a strong heel. And, but they kept looking for the new John Cena. And I think they're planting seeds with other younger wrestlers to try to jump up to that. But right now, you know, the fans do love Cody and he's, um, you look at all the things he does, you know, just with the interactions with the fans, handing his belt to a little kid. It's very Bret Hart handing the sunglasses type situation. So I do think, you know, everybody wants to see him finish the story. And I think we're, you know, right in the middle of that, um, you know, as far as the short term up through mania. So did anybody else have any other final thoughts on that one? <clears throat> all right. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um, no, nah, I was just saying I was basically agreeing with you with what you said, but like they shoved Roman, uh, Vince and The Rock years back trying to get Roman over. But when you said about another up and coming top face of the company, even though he's an older guy, but the way they've been pushing him, I mean, for top for now, the next person they could do is LA Knight. For for now, until they have someone else to take that spot, besides like Cody and LA Knight and stuff, you know what I mean? That's just my thought. Yeah, because who who else who else is on Raw or SmackDown that's younger that they could that you could see if they do a right story or right push to get the fans behind them, like someone in their early thirties or. 20, late 20s or whatever that's a WWE. okay i could give a name depending on how you how you uh think of him maybe he's better as a face or a heel ron breaker he's been in nxt for a while so it just depends on the right kind of story and push yeah i um so we obviously we agree that grace uh excuse me grace smaller cheese um la knight is you know, definitely the guy right now. I do agree with you that Braun Breaker, and it's it's clever, right? Because he's there, it makes sense, but they've done a good job of not, you know, just kind of hiding him off to the side for the right, you know, surprise moment. So um, I will say, and he's a you know, a generational wrestler, right? He's a pedigree. And I know they're do they were doing the heel thing with him right now, and that's just to, you know, get him some training. I'm really convinced that's just training for the job in case they ever want him to do that in the future. But to me, he is the natural uh, face that could come up and be a big deal. So I agree with you hundred percent there. Um, I do think they like the idea of Austin theory 
but I still think they're trying to figure out his character a little bit more and what they could do with that. But I don't uh, think that's going to be any time immediately, but I think they kind of hit the brakes on his push a little, which was smart just to let him uh, marinate a little bit. So yeah, go ahead, uh, Christopher. Oh, the situation with Cody. I'm not a fan of him, but you know what I'm trying to say, but I'm, I'm a fan of him finishing his story. If that makes any sense because of his father and then the thing with Austin Theory, I did like him as the United States champion because, you know, he's a young talent. You know what I'm saying? But the run wasn't that good, in my opinion. The only match I liked was with him with Cena at WrestleMania when he won. I, I thought that was good. But other than that, his reign was nothing, in my opinion. But that's just me. Yeah, and it's fair enough. Um, you know, I think that I think they pushed him a little quick, but then they realized that. And then they kind of quickly got the money in the bank briefcase off of them. And uh, I think that was smart, right? I think you got to let guys like that develop a little bit and keep them relevant, but not push them to where they're, I call it a firework, right? You go up in the air, you go boom, and then you go out. And I think they were worried about that factor with him. So very, very good points, guys. Um, You know, was there anybody else that you guys thought, you know, could be that next face of the company that we haven't mentioned? I see that the host is having connection issues. So just FYI, Brian, you're doing a great job. But uh, if we get dis- uh, connected suddenly, it's not because I'm uh, ending the space or uh, I think Carlos is uh, just uh, staying here, but I don't guarantee his connection. Uh, go ahead, Christopher, and then I'll do my thing on uh, Philadelphia. I think you would probably the face would be probably Dragunov or Gunther. But that's just my opinion, the faces of WWE, Gunther or Dragunov, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I do like uh, the Gunther idea. I do think he's set up to be something major. Um, and they did it right with the workhorse title and the Intercontinental Championship run as well. Um, you know, with that being said, guys, I think that's a solid hour of material that we sat here and we talked about. Um, I want to say real quick thank you to Carlos, Chris, um, Christopher. Leroy, always a pleasure having you in there and tornado for you guys hanging for the whole time. And I just want to say thank you guys again, once again, and um, we'll look to wrap up. Yeah, I can wrap up. Okay, go ahead. I'll let somebody else wrap up. And then I got, I'll do a minute on Philadelphia. Perfect. Go ahead. Oh, uh, everybody else. My bad. Uh, I just, I was going to say this. Also, before you, uh, I figure, I know you're going to go in the opposite route. Um, so, you know, the contrarian route. Uh, so that being said, uh, you know, uh, follow me on uh, Instagram if it's Nash Leroy, uh, that Nash Leroy on Twitter X. And, uh, you know, Joe, check out my merch. You know, how does merch in a game? Um, Brainbustertees.com slash Nash Leroy is where I'm at active. I'm going to try to get more active with Pearls and Tees, but Brainbuster Tees slash Nash Leroy and for your wear. Also, you know, people not like it, but, you know, we out here, we rolling out here. We out here rolling. The city of Philadelphia, we out here rolling. You got that man from the city of Philadelphia and many others out here. We out here putting on for the city. Uh, and uh, the city's putting on for us, you know. The Phillies are doing good in their playoffs. Uh, we got some great artists. You know, the greatest wrestling city out here. That's fucking facts. The sports city, facts. 
And that man is from the from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, rapping Germantown all day in the streets. And uh, yeah, fuck the Cowboys. Go ahead. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, yeah, I just, again, I, I, welcome. I, they kicked me out for some reason and then he let me back in. Again, I I just want to give a sincere thank you guys. Uh, you know, um, I'm really proud of the community that we built on this, on this app with you guys. Um, I just, again, thank you guys for keeping the show going. I had, you know, again, when when these kind of things happen, I have no doubt that you guys can't keep the conversation going. So again, just thank you guys for your general friendship. Thank you guys for your fandom. Um, I guess again, thank you guys for, you know, picking up the ball and keeping it going. I really appreciate you guys. Yeah, I just want to say, like, this is the kind of spaces I like being in. We can have wrestling discussion and have our opinions. And I just want to say, you all are great. And thank you. Carlos. Yeah, and again, thank you guys for joining. You know, that's the kind of space. That's what we're about. You know, again, we want to appreciate everyone's fandom. You know, everyone has a voice. You know, and I, I remember even before I got asked to join this with John. Like, I remember the first time I went on this podcast with them, and it was like, man, it's actually kind of nice to to get to get to be allowed, go out there and actually give my opinion and feel like and feel like my opinion matters. So, again, thank you guys for being a positive part of this community too and just thank you guys for you know joining us and again being part of this community and if you guys if you guys have your different podcast and thing you guys want we do have our website if you guys want to message me i can give it on to john like i know christopher you have your things on youtube we can post you on our site as well because that's what we're definitely about is promoting other podcasts but what do you want to say chris go ahead you want to say something else christopher you want to say something else in closing um, just want to say peace out and take care. Like I always do on my channel. I do that on my channel. Tell everybody the peace out and take care stuff. So. All right. All right, guys. Well, I guess it's over. Over. Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? The Germans. 